And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to the We Are Loud Transfer Podcast. It's that time of year again and we'll also be previewing the Westmead game, crunch game, this Saturday in Drada. So thank you for tuning in, sit back, relax and enjoy today's show. Right, like I said, um, it's that time of year everyone loves, or, uh, actually hang on, wait late. Yes, now that sounds better. Okay, so the transfers, the transfer list is out. It doesn't usually be submitted anymore, but now they've released it last Monday's county board meeting. I've got my hands on it, and I'm going to go through the winners and losers now. It's always really fascinating, Read it's uh, Everyone wants to know who's joined who, and who's gone from what club to what. So, uh, I, 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 for me, it's, it's really good. I, I love this sort of stuff. I love to see who's gone where. And it's actually, it's actually noticeable in the weeks building up to it. Because um, if you're going through the team sheets and who's playing or who won the Shield and Cup games or the Kevin Mullen Shield, you'll see names cropping up and you're like, oh, it is. I didn't know he went there or didn't know he was with them or, oh, he must have got a transfer without knowing the full list. And uh, there was a few this year that came up. I'll get to them in a few minutes. Um, but, um, yeah, there's loads There's loads happening. There's 41 overall and then there's three refused. The three refused are really good ones as well. But uh, I'm going to start with an overall roundup and then I'm going to give my top five transfers that went through and then uh, winners and losers. So, first of all, um, a great... A great um, a great transfer window for the Mitchells. They've got seven new players. Um, so they, they, they topped the list just ahead of um, Dale Taylor. got six players. And when you look through it, and then I suppose that I'll go to toward the toward highest team with more than two would be the Mahonies. The Mahonies have picked up four players and a few nice players in there as well. Uh, Danny O'Brien has come into their team. He's played a couple of uh, Shield and Cup games. So, They've picked up someone and 
they got someone they picked up a couple from Dowdles Hill last year don't they? so they keep adding to the panel out there and it's it's great when you when you get a player that comes in and can add to your panel so that's that's what it's all about um, then there's other teams like the Gales would have picked up two players the Shawns would have picked up two players the Tones the Knicks um, I think Stabannon as well picked up a couple of players as well and then there's a few single ones will go through but um, yeah so the Mitchells have really really done well in this uh, in this window so they're going to be my first winners they picked up um, seven players and all of varying quality but all of uh, a possible impact they're going to make there's seven from the Marys so the Marys have or six from the Marys um, and one from Hunterstown so the Marys have got a bit of a dint and the one of the noticeable notices of it would be the second name, uh, Andrew Bingham, Stephen Bingham, and John Bingham has tried to go, um, and he hasn't got his transfer. I'll uh, I'll get I'll talk about uh, John in more depth, and he's one of the refused. But Andrew and Stephen Bingham would be very good underage players for the Marys. Um, I don't think they would. One of them didn't get on the uh, minor team last year for I don't know what what reasons, but. Um, they would have been originally Mitchell's men. Their father Declan would be a strong Mitchell's man, and uh, it's great seeing them going back. Uh, Taylor Diamond would be a son of Hugh Diamonds. Evan Farrell as well, another young player. And then this is a this is a player that's going to make an impact for the Mitchells and give them a good uh, give them a good kind of quality signing that um, has a lot of experience. Is Niall Carroll from RD? He would have been a like I suppose he would have been a stalwart or a veteran out there at the Marys the turn through the years the player brings an awful lot of experience a minor a championship winner um, so if he can pass that on to the Mitchells still has plenty of football in him um, so that's a big coup and he could go he could give them a good dent in the uh, junior championship they're there thereabouts the Mitchells like in terms of quality and good sprinkling of youth and experienced players out there and these RD chaps will only add to it as well. Um, but I'll get into the first refuse. First out of three refused. Um, John Bingham's going to be. That's going to be a bit of a like a bit of a stinger for the Mitchells not to get him because he, you get John Bingham, and he he like he's a county player up until two like until last year, um, until injury hurt his knee. Like he he's a he's a top he's a top senior club player. Inter county footballer to go down to junior, he would really have given them a serious weight. Uh, I know he has a bit of baggage with injuries, but he goes into midfield or he goes into any defensive position and he shuts he shuts down any uh, junior forward really. So and then he's playing along with his brothers as well. He's only going to add to it. And then he brings like Niall Carroll. He brings that experience of senior football inter county football more so. And he just helps everyone around the Mitchells because there is a couple of nice players. I mentioned Trevor Matthews last year and you, you young Gallagher as well. And then they've a, not, they've a lot of lads that are very, very strong coming from the RD Rugby Club. So that's that's the Mitchells. They, they keep adding to the players. And that's probably what's going to happen when when you see um, the success of the Marys. Like They're winning all these minors and under-16s and... There's only 15 spots, 26 in a panel now nowadays, and they all want first team football. And it's more, it looks like there's going to be a surplus there, and they're going to go to the hinterland. And hopefully, the likes of the Mitchells and the Shawns uh, 
and a few others around there get a bounce out of it. Um, the likes of um, Talonstown as well and Stabannon as well maybe. They'll get they get the surplus players that uh, just want to play senior foot like want to play um senior adult football. Not necessarily adult senior football as such. But um then you look at the Dowdles Hill, they've picked up six players, like I said, and then a couple of them have come into the team straight away, so that's great. The likes of Stephen Murray from the Jairs, Dylan Curran, there's two half-backs straight away that have played Kevin Mullen Shield, Paddy Murray's going straight into goals for them, then Real Larkin's coming into the squad as well, and you have Ryan Martin from the from uh, Young Irelanders, and the last one, another lad from Young Irelanders, is Marcus Callan. So that's great for them, and uh, hopefully it'll give uh, Dowdlers a bit of a boost because they, they need it. Um, no harm in saying that but uh, those players and coming into the starting 15 is a great boost and I've mentioned O'Mahony's already and then just I'll just go through the rest of them before I get to the top 5 because um, there is a few there's a, there's a couple of really good transfers um, Bob Dohany's son former uh, loud PRO Evan he's gone from the Kevins to the Seans just to play football Connor Lynch as well you might know him from Facebook and what have you he's gone to the, the Seans um, and then um, there's uh, Martin Rice gone from the Blues to the Tones good listener to the show um, Tones picked up another lad Connor Murta as well from the Knicks uh, let me see the few other I just want to mention before getting in I've, I've, I've a top 5 um, players that have moved Um Anthony Riley has gone to from the Blues to Matic Rangers. Um, he's a minor winning goalkeeper in 2004, living out in Cullen. He's joined. Um, Scott Bourne, good young player, tricky little forward from the Tones to the Rahalis. Kevin Mullen from the Gales to the Pearcey, more of a soccer player, but he'll, he'll help the Naps. Um, Evan Morgan from the Feckins to the Lloyd, another young player, not to be confused with the other Evan Morgan from uh, Monaster Boyce. The loud underage player. Um, Eamon Callaghan is uh, he is going in at number five on my list of uh, transfers. He he's a strong, strong defender, really good defender. Um, in his day, still has a lot to offer. Tough, no mess and no nonsense. Would have um, Stepan and Link's father would have been out there, but they would have lived in RD, and his brother Kevin is playing for Saban and haven't moved. He moved to the Marys and moved back to Saban and played for them last year. So he'll get a chance to play with his brother again. And that's another good, strong defender for Saban. Uh, that's that's really going to help their cause. So he goes in at number five. Um, number four on my list of transfers would be um, Kevin Kirk. From, he's, he, he moved from the Brides. Remember, you, you recognise Kevin with the socks up. Good, tall, forward, inside forward. I can play around the middle of the field. Still has plenty of plenty to offer. He uh, moved from the Brides to Dowdles Hill last season and now he's back with the Brides. So I don't know, maybe he had a fallen out or something, I don't know. Uh, but he's back with the Brides and he'll give them something to offer and he's uh, like the Brides are going quite well. They were they were there thereabouts last year, so another player like that to add to the cause is gonna help them out greatly. A lot of experience as well. Um another player here and it's this is a funny one now because there's a this is a player that would have been playing for Kirk Curley last season, would have played in goals for them, Darren Meehan. 
and he uh, I think he played outfield for Kilkerley at times as well on occasions he's gone to the Gales and he started he's one of the names I noticed in the uh, in the team sheets so, so darn me that sounds like the lad for Kilkerley yeah he's in goals now for the Gales so you wonder what's the story with the Gales where Stephen Faulkner is um, where John Boringham is obviously they've other go- young goalies as well um, but that was nice to get uh, a new addition that comes straight into the team and a squad member if anything uh, Darmie is quite a big imposing goalkeeper he'll, uh, he'll definitely fight for a place so that he goes in number 3 on my list of uh, transfers um, a few other things before I get to the top 2 the Kevins have uh, they would have lost Liam Comiskey would have been uh, not a bad chap he's gone to the Joes very strong and then the, the Kevins would have got uh, John King back from Dunlear. King can play. I think he played in goals for Dunlear, but he can play outfield as well. And he might even play outfield for the Kevins this season. So he's a nice player to get. And then um, Conor Kerrigan, I think, former Loud hurler. He's a Dowdles Hill, um, Knockbridge hurler. And he's gone to the Moctis. So that's a nice little addition to the Moctis as well. He'll definitely offer something, especially in their first season in Senior Championship. Um, another one as well is Ronan Brown he's more of a on the local scene to be more of a soccer player goalkeeper um, and he's he's gone to the Blues so whether he's going to push the best goalie in loud Dean Martin uh, I don't know they still have Jay Lowney as well and they have Danny Rothwell another very good young goalkeeper so that's another addition to the Blues panel um, but like I said he, he is more of a, a soccer goalkeeper and there's another soccer goalkeeper there Nathan Murray yeah he's gone from the Plunkets to the Knicks but I think he'd probably play outfield and second on my list of the top five is Gary Connolly has gone from the Moctis to the O'Connells and Gary would be would be quite a good addition to the O'Connells um, the O'Connells have bags and bags and bags of good forwards even I see Keane Doyle's back with them and Gary's good strong defender he would have played for Loud he was a bit of a regular in Aidan O'Rourke's term so he, he must be living in Castle Bellingham now or there was no objection to it a good strong defender and a really good addition to the O'Connells um, and let me see last on my list number one would be um, Derek Heron's Degs are, has gone back to the Knicks that's a really good boost for the Knicks because Diggs has won senior championships with the Blues. He's very good forward, really good player, really, really good player. Um, uh, top class, tricky forward. He'll cause damage and he'll uh, he'll give um, the Knicks a bit of belief up front. Once you have a good forward playing um, and leading the line, it makes everything a lot easier to play for. And uh, Diggs is going to do that. Um, and we have three three refused transfers, and I I thought I spoken at length there about John Bingham. The other one is Stephen Kettle uh, from the Brides to the He's he's a he's a loud hurler. He'd be David David's brother. You know all them kettles. Um, he's a wing back for loud hurlers. Very good hurler. Um, he would have won awards there. Um, got represented loud in the I think it was the Nicky Racker or the Laurie Maher. Uh, top 15 like the equivalent of the All-Stars good Gaelic footballer as well looking for a move away from the Brides to the Mahonies and the Brides obviously uh, took one look and says no we want to keep you like the, the, everyone wants to keep their good footballers and no surprise there 
Um, and then another one is uh, he would have been actually a good addition to the Mahoney's another one is Kieran Gallagher who from the Joes to the O'Connells probably just very close to each other um, he would have played he would have been a defender for the Joes so rightly the Joes wanted to hang on to him but that's the overall view on the transfers um, I suppose you have the winners would be the Mitchells and the Mahoney's really and then the Knicks as well they picked up players there really good players that'll come into the starting 15 um, losers look to be RD really they're losing an awful lot of players youth and experience um, who else looks to be losing who else looks to be losing there I don't I think that's mainly it I suppose the tones might have lost one but gained another Um but yeah, my top five there, you have Eamon Callaghan, Kevin Kirk, Darren Meehan, Gary Connolly and Derek Degzer-Kearance. That's it, that's that's it in a wrap. That's my uh, breakdown on the transfers, the winners and losers. Um, always very interesting, always nice to know. If you have any feedback or if I've missed out on someone, do get in touch because I think these players... Uh, do make a difference and it's always nice to know who is moving and uh, I love even there's uh, in the list some names are like thrown in in Irish or misspelled just to throw you off but uh, you soon break it down when you when you get the Irish English dictionary out um, but loads of interest there interesting to see how they get on as well and uh, that's it that's my uh, breakdown and all the transfers um, you can turn off that music now great stuff right transfers out of the way and now we're going to look ahead to the Westmead game this Saturday 2pm in Drogheda the day before Paddy's Day really really big game we're on six points, they're on seven points, two games to go, and their last game is against Longford. So it's going to be very tight. Like we could go, we could really over, or we could, if we win this game, we could go a long way to get us promoted or even safety, the way the thing, the way the table is looking. But, um, looking at their results, they're very, very similar to, to us. But we, They've played down and we're beaten by down. We haven't played down yet. But they just, they just about beat Offaly by a point. They uh, hammered Sligo the la- last time out, similar to us. Well, not as big as hammering as we laid out to Sligo, but it was in Sligo. They, um, they, beat, they beat Leash. Not as big as us, mind you, but they did beat Leash. And then, the only difference is they have drawn, they drew a Carlo. We didn't. We should have got the draw, but we won't go back into it. Uh, so, on paper, uh, in terms of results-wise, we look very, very similar. And as that point again, Carlo is the only point that separates us. We've better score difference as well because of the last LIGO game. But the way Westmead set up, I've seen Westmead play a couple of times this year and they're very, very, very defensive. Even more so than uh, Carlo. Jeez, I went out. Did the Carlo accent there? Carlo. But they go um, They go full block mass defence. And they're really... <clears throat> they're really operating on three forwards. Um, with A lot of people dropping back. Um, and the three forwards are quite good. I haven't seen... They, they, well, 
John Heslin has since joined the panel. He'd be probably the best forward or best player, the most well-known player, and he operates in the 40 for them. So he's he's now into the introduced, so that's going to give them a little bit more of a platform. And then the two inside men is Kieran Martin and Jerry Egan, two well-known players as well. And then everyone more or less works back and sits behind and just defends really, really, really structurally and systematically and... There's no real like it's not it's not a complicated thing, it's just a load of players behind the ball. Um but they've two probably key ingredients to the success of the system that has been doing so well this year. Well in in terms of defence. Bodu Saye, the cornerback, um he is he's really he was raw this past couple of years. Colin Kelly brought him in last year, he's quite raw. But he's really upped his game. He's really polishing into a fine cornerback. Probably one of the best cornerbacks out there. He looks physically imposing and he's quite strong and aggressive and powerful. He can come up the, can come up the field and kick a point as well. But he's more interested in clamping down your top forward and your your, uh, your uh, most biggest threat. And probably looking at our biggest threat at the moment would be Sam Mulroy. So they're going to have a really good tussle. And he's a he's a really good player. You get the better of Bodu, and you're going to go a long way in beating Westmead. The other key component of the defensive system is James Dolan uh, from Gary Castle, um, probably one of the, the well-known players as well. He's been around a long time. Would have played in a couple of those Leinster finals. More in a forward position or half back position, half forward position. But he's now he plays the sweeper role. He is a sweeper. He is the equivalent of Derek Maguire a couple of years ago. He's really crucial. If he gets injured, I don't know whether anyone else could play that position as well as them. But he covers the ground very well. Uh, he's a lot of pace. Um, he's intelligent on the ball, and he's very good at starting the attack. So he's all the components you want in a in a in a sweeper, and he has them all. So those are two of the key components. Then they're like they're after bringing Frank Boyles back from injury. Killian Daly's a really strong player. Um, Ronan Wallace as well. Um, like they're they're very strong, very physically imposing, and they know what they're doing. And they're a lot of experience there with Dolan Boyle and um, Killian Daly. So that, that they're going to be hard to break down, but we know that now. And then the other component of that is. Um, is there are the wing backs working back? Joe Halligan will be very be in and out of the team, but a lad that's caught the eye and he's he's a very good player. He's had a great season for Lomans and Mullingar, and he's come into the team and he's shocked a lot of people. But he's a very good player. I think he played in DIT in the Sigerson Cup. It's a uh, Ronan O'Toole. He's a good forward to, to look out for. He does a lot of uh, the link play around the middle of the field, and then they have two big two big men in the middle of the field: Sam Duncan and Dennis Caroon. Caroon's been around a long time, but he's having a good year. He's uh, having a sustained run of it, really. Like he's uh, been injury free, and he's he's the number one midfielder now. Sam Duncan is he's kind of a forward, really. Um, he plays. He can play in the forwards. He, he can. He's, he's their attacking uh, midfielder, if you could put it that way. He 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 always comes up with scores. Very big man, very big man, big and awkward. And then they've got Tommy McDaniel's back. They've Callum McCormack. We all know Callum McCormack from down the years, rattling the cross, Barbalo and Mullingar, and we played them. And he really tore, tore us asunder. And Nava one day, we were lucky to get out of the win. Daniel O'Connor's last minute, minute goal um, with, with, for, with Fitzart that year. But 
they're, they're like looking at them now. They're probably like they're probably the second best squad after down in this division. Um, and they've got they've got their players back. They have a homegrown manager Jack Cooney in. He knows them inside out, and he's quite impressive. He was on that uh, podcast with um, Wayne, so Wayne will probably get to know him as well. But uh, yeah, shrewd operating would have worked in Donegal as well. And you see that that's what he's done. He worked with Rory Gallagher and Donegal. Sorry, and he he's setting up and they're very defensively sound. But now they've, they've uh, Jerry Egan is nailing free after free. John Heslin's come back into it. He'll he'll provide a platform on the forty. Kieran Martin's Kieran Martin, really really tough player, very strong. I'm gonna be a bit headless at times. And then they've Luke Lachlan come off the bench. Another very talented forward. Tommy McDaniel's off the bench. Callum McFord, Callum McCormick. So they've a lot of good quality there. It's gonna be a very big game. Very tough ask. Um, they've won and draw it before. They've they've come and took points off us. They won't fear us. Um, but that's that that's that's what they're going to set up. And I'm going to I'm going to go through Loud's team and Loud's possible team now, and hopefully how we break them down. So before I kind of uh, make, explain how we break them down, I'm gonna to have to pick the team, and that's very it's it's very it's very unknown quantity because we don't know who's coming back and who's going to be available and who's fit and who's not fit. Um, we look to have a settled defence with Fergal Sheikey and goals, Fergal Donahue, Emma Carroll, and Craven in the full back line, Anthony Williams, Bevan, and Clutterbuck. That looks to be solid, and you nearly don't want to touch that. But then if uh, Derek Maguire's back. Do you, do you put him in? You nearly have to put him in. Where do you put him in? Um, for me, I would start him on the wing and then have get him back in that way as a forward, drag, drop him back into the hole and attack him from that, from that area. Midfield as well. So who do you go with? Tommy's no, number one, obviously. Um Conor Early will be back from injury possibly. Pete should be back from his uh, away day. And do you put Andy in the middle of the field? I would be of the opinion to put Andy in the middle of the field now. I would have him playing there and have Pete and Early off the bench. Um, because Karun can be got on the ground and Tommy would match up fairly well with uh, Sam Duncan. Um, so that's Maguire on the wing then and then Downey on the 40 and Conor Brannigan on the other wing um, the player probably loses out well I won't get to that yet but then you have the two men inside you're looking at the way the way the mass defence played we, we nearly need Sam and Decky inside those two big men those target men they need to be hit more direct and then who do you start you either start Jim or Owen Duffy from the bench uh, or start them on the field. I would probably start Owen Duffy to give a bit of balance on that forward line in terms of work rate. Um, you can drop into the middle of the field, hold Jim in reserve. Like you still have, <coughs> you still have a bench then. I'll possibly Hugh Osborne, um, Keen Callan, Ronald Holcroft who come in the last day. William Woods, Bournes. I don't know how far away he is. And um, Rory Moore as well is another option off the bench. Um, that that looks to be the best possible kind of. That looks to be the best possible um, 
lineup we can play um, with impact off the bench and using our squad, and that'll probably damage them. Because you look at the Bevan matches up quite well with um, with John Hesler on the forty. Clutterbuck and Williams will have learned from the Carlo game in, in terms of possession and carrying it into the mass defence. Um, Craven, Emma Carroll, and Donahue will probably pick up. Well, it look like the man marking this year. It looks like uh, Craven will probably pick up Jerry Egan. Emma Carlin will probably go toe to toe with um, Kieran Martin, and Fergus Donahue could, could get dragged out the field on Ronan O'Toole. But uh, other than that, it looks fairly sound. The the reason I would put Owen Duffy into the forward line, I was just having tagging on James Dolan, clamping down on their sweeper and not letting them build. Um, and then Bodu is probably going to pick up Sam so Sam is going to give him a handful and that will be a really good battle but it, that matches up well um, it's going to be a really really tough game We, I don't know Like the team isn't really named for loud until the very last minute so there's, there's panel men, members there like the likes of uh, like Philly, Philly English people come in, uh, start calling back, Dan Corcoran, Niall Conlon, Ross Nally up front. Um, who else? There's another one. Darren Marks as well could be back from injury. Owen Callaghan as well could come in. He, he impressed the last day in possession um, against the mass defence. But overall, if we're going to win, we have to nearly give that mass defence a lack of respect. We give it too much respect against uh, Carlo. We sat back and didn't go to it and it was too late by the time we went for it. And it's not like, it's not overly frustrating. Like it's not, it's not like that hard to break down either. We have the players to do. We have the players on the inside line, Sam and Decky, uh, Jim, William Woods or Bornsey even to come in. We have players on the periphery on the outside, the likes of Maguire, Downey, Brannigan, Moore, um, Owen Duffy, and then you, we have big men around the middle if we need it. Peach, Connor Early, Tommy Doran, Andy McDonald, and then we have defenders that can come up the field and attack. I know Craven, he kicked two wides before he kicked one, but he can go up the field. Emma Carlin's comfortable coming up the field. Fergal Dunhu as well. Then Anthony Williams and Clutterbuck are going to be more experienced in that role now and, and Bevan will, will knock it sucked out as well from the hole at number 6 so it's there for us it's at home we win this game and we, it, it makes a grandstand finish away trip to uh, down um, I'll have um, I'll have a preview I'll, I'll, I'll be doing a Facebook live or on Periscope before the game and a half time update and then a full time update I should have the podcast out on Saturday night ahead of uh, Paddy's Day um, so you can listen to that when you're getting drunk or going to your parades. Um, there, there will be a bonus podcast um, towards the night of the championship draws, so that'll be always interesting to see who gets who and gives you something to plan towards and plan your summer around uh, and I up the opposition who you're going to be playing in the championship, so that'll be out. So stay tuned to the usual channels, at Loud Proud on Twitter, Loud and Proud on facebook as well and uh, subscribe to itunes if you want and it'll all be there and i'm on soundcloud we are loud on soundcloud thanks very much for listening just a quick shout out at the end to dundalk and irelanders who had me as mc on saturday night last really really good night really good club that i've got to know on their leinster trip and their all ireland excursion and um even their club the championship games 
with as far back as the Bannon and the Roach and all those games. So really good club. Really enjoyed the night. Uh, great crack. And uh, that's all. That's uh, that's everything. Thanks very much for listening. Hopefully we can do it on Saturday. Be a really good boost for the whole for the end of the year running and for the bank holiday weekend. Come on, loud. Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't wanna know, forget her